everyone, Catherine Jarrett is here, pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I am a professional psychic and I'm also a professional brow artist and this channel, Psychic Brows, is where I combine them both. Welcome back to this week's series, The Magical Roles of Our Animal Companions. And for those of us that joined us yesterday, we were speaking on Animal Speak and how it saved our angel just in time. For those who missed it, I'll provide a link in the description and you can link to it if you'd like to. Um, today, we're gonna be discussing animals as guides. Because this actually just comes up a lot in readings where people want to know who their guides are and then sometimes they want to know if animals are their guides or if they have an animal guide whether it's because they have a physical connection you know with you know in this world they have a companion um, pet that they feel that deep you know energetic connection with or if it's an energetic um, form of a guide like when I talk to like my robber and stuff like that so um, let's dig into that a little bit and always keep in mind I am the first to say I know what I know I don't know more or less than that I'm a product of my experience and so some of my stuff will come out in stories that I've gone through because it helps me make insight of it and some of it will be informed with questions for you so um, I think it comes up a lot with people in their pets when they're pet guardians, where they feel a really strong connection with a pet um, that you know called out to them, or they just feel that um, strong energetic bond with them, and they either term it as they're super connected or sometimes when they have that strong connection, they can communicate really well with them. Um, they may term, you know, find them to be a guide for them because of the wisdom and stuff that they share. And I think it's just gonna come down to, you know, your experience with it and the situation to know because there are times that your animals are your guides, you know, they are guides for people and that is their role with you and they wanted it and it may not you know be the first time and there are other times that you're just super connected with animals and you can speak with them or feel them and hear and you can have that you know reciprocal conversation and I think that that's a really beautiful thing too um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a, a guide for you um, but they may be like a super smart friend <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, so how would you know the difference? You know, I guess that would have to be for you to determine. Um, because for some, if it's not like commonplace for you to connect with and talk with animals, the fact that you hear one may in itself be an indicator that, yeah, that animal is a guide for you because you can actually hear them. Um, and so, it really is going to come down to individual. Um, I've had, you know, physical pets here and this, you know, earth this time, this life that I would consider guides. And I've had ones that I've, I would consider really connected with. But no matter what, I consider them all um, definitely with um, 
wisdom and um, knowledge that I can learn from and that they sh- they can share with me. Um, I feel like I try for it to not be an unequal exchange because I feel like they have so much more and they understand so much more than I do. Um, but I, they also let me know, as I'm doing this, I have a couple in their room with me. They let me know that I give back to them in other ways. <laughs> So, and my honey girl is laying back. She literally just laid back and stretched out and said, rub my tummy. So that is what I'm going to do right now. So it's okay. But let me be clear on that. I definitely think they have so much more intellect and knowledge and wisdom um, capacity to share. But they um, are letting me know that the reciprocation of the physical care and love, um, they consider it equal. (laughs) And if you could see my honey girl right now, you would see why I'm chuckling. She just stretched out more for more pets. So she's like, so give it up. I give you a lot. Give me more pets. Um, so, uh, so when I would speak to, um, an animal being a guide in my experience, Um, you know, I think what comes first and foremost to my mind would be uh, my guide that I call Liv. And Liv is an energetic um, being. (laughs) And Liv comes to me in the form of a dragon, actually. And Liv, um, I met Liv specifically in connecting with animals and speaking with animals and um, doing readings with animals. And she would come forward for me specifically for that when I was um, getting more versed in that and more comfortable with it. Now I will say um, she doesn't show up as much because I find that with guides, and this is a really hard thing for me because I don't like when people leave. Um, (laughs) I find that with guides, you know, they. I don't want to say they come and go, but you know, some it's, uh, you know, you don't have the same teacher you had in first grade typically through 12th grade, right? And so, hey, honey girl, that's, <laughs> that's my honey girl. Um, you don't have, you don't keep that same teacher because you they, they taught you what you needed and what you had the capacity to learn in that grade and age, right? But then as you advance forward through different levels, you'll get other teachers who can now um, reach you and teach at the level that you've obtained and continue to get you to actually, you know, progress for more knowledge and learn more from other teachers. And so, um, so yeah, I, and you know, I've, a guide for a time or a reason or place, right? But it doesn't mean that they disappear um, because Liv just showed up for me um, the other day with a pet reading um, because she knew I needed her for something. And so, um, yeah, they can come and they can go. Um, Honey girl, my little friend right now with me, she, um, she's helped me with healings. Um, when I'm trying to connect, um, and, um, channel healing in a, um, energetic space, um, 
my honey girl will come and kind of be a catalyst for me to really like get it going more and um, sometimes be that link that I need. And so I do want to touch on that a little bit too, because it goes right into the topic of healing that I love so much for um, with animals. And um, as I talk about energetic healing, I'm going to physically give honey girl some neck scratches and then that'll be my payment for when she's helped me with healing so um animals um obviously have you know a physical and an energetic body too right and um i think most people accept that uh animals are a little more connected to their energetic body than <laughs> humans are just because they have you know they just are, I don't know. I, I can't give you a reason. Um, I mean, I can't prove something, but um, they are. And <laughs> for a lot of reasons. And, um, you know, we have a lot of distractions and we have a lot of things that we think are important and um, that take away from living a little more in tune, right, with those things. And so um, animals can be great conductors for healing simply because they're so open and understanding of it they work with it just like breathing so it's it's like they don't even, you know they don't have to think about it like if I'm like okay I'm gonna send some healing um, that's what I do I'm like okay I'm gonna send some healing I gotta just like okay I'm gonna do a reading I'm gonna open myself up and um uh, with animals, you know, they don't have to go through a step-by-step -step guide because it's so natural for them. It's like breathing, right? And so um, there have been things like, um, I think a lot of people work with, I've heard like therapeutic courses and if it's something you do or done, that would be great to hear from more or it's something that you, you know, train with. Um, but uh horses i've heard that you know and I, I i mean quite honestly be capable with a lot of different animals although those tend to be the ones i hear about how to about it with and how they help provide humans with some healing and some um, therapeutic results and then um oh people use a lot of times people utilize um companion not companion what's that called not guide dogs but support support animals yeah that's the word isn't it how you grow support animals um and where they say they help me calm down well my guess on that is they're more than likely connecting with the energy if you want to say frequency that the animal is providing and in that sense then they start to for lack of a better way of saying it, I always do that, but lack of a better way of saying it, they start vibrating with that same frequency. And so then it becomes a calming or a, you know, a whatever effect that they're trying to obtain in a situation that helps them. And that makes so much sense because they are um, just so in tune with it. Um, there is a thing I will say, um, where I think it's important, just like I was joking with Honey Girl earlier, but that there's that equal exchange of energy. So it's not just about obviously, you know, don't utilizing an animal to service, you know, your 
energetic healing needs, um, you know, there has to be an equal give and take with it an equal exchange of energy. It's super important. And so, um, you know, I would think most people are doing that. <laughs> they're caring for their animal and they're doing it um, and they have their walks and their playtime and their food they like and all those things. Um, but I think it's important to just put that in there because sometimes I feel pulled to say certain points and that would be, you know, they're not here for us, but they definitely are here to, um, uh, be with us in the sense of they're willing to be with us and share energy with us. It's just got to be equal. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, and then, uh, um, the other thing with animals and, and healing is, um, I think that they're, um, really open to receiving healing then too, simply because, they know what's going on. So I think if you were to do like, be able to do some type of study where you had a healer um, trying to give energy healing, um, you know, to a person who wasn't necessarily open to it, to an animal who um, had given permission to do that. Um, I think that you would, I just think that even if a person was open to it, I still think you would probably have better results with an animal simply because they get what's going on and you can get on that same frequency with them. And it's, you know, it's like, um, you're not forcing something where some, you know, somebody's opened the number, somebody's opened the door for you. And so I bet that would be, you know, if, you know, for someone that does, work a lot it'd be interesting um to hear what they thought on it but um i would think that would be nice and rewarding um and uh so anywho um, all those things aside um yeah so animals can be your guides animals can be um just really great connection and great friends and you know like a like a great friend that you have good conversation with and they give you wisdom with. Um, I think um, you can almost probably consider every animal like a mentor, in my opinion, um, because I, like I said, I have so much more to offer us um, from that point of view, <laughs> from an intellect and an understanding and a perception point of view. Uh, and so if people were willing to listen, um, there's, there's just so much. It's the beauty of it. I think anyone who's hope in their heart to that knows there's just no, they, how people say it, there's just no greater love. It's just such a beautiful feeling. Um, and you know, our guy, our um, animals, companions can have been with us more than once. Um, they, you know, in the same lifetime with us. Um, I've had animals that had in the past that, you know, that passed over and then um, they've returned to me in the form of a different animal. Um, and so you can definitely really feel that connection and sometimes they're with you in this physical because they know that's the best way they can um, be there for you as well um so uh and then you know sammy cat um oh i told you i i promised i was gonna tell talk about sammy ouija tail 
All right, so Sammy Cat, he's my, we call him our little alien kitty, and he was our little um, alien from the stars, no doubt at all. Um, the first time that my now husband ever came to the house, um, <laughs> Sammy, um, I don't even know how, he was in a bedroom and I had the door closed because I was having a get together, people. And um, when I opened the door for Mel, first of all, I'd never met him before. And it was the, one of those ridiculous movie moments where I never knew existed. I didn't think it was real, but it was like everything slowed down around us. Everything went into slow motion. It was like, it was in a fishbowl like of noise. It was like around me. It was so weird. And then all of a sudden, Sammy Cat comes bounding down the stairs and like leaps in Mel's arms. And I want to point out again, he was in the bedroom because I had put them up there because I had people over and it went, you know, um, you know, slipping out the door with guests coming in and out. And so somehow, and the door was closed again, by the way, and nobody was up there. Uh, I was right in front of the steps. And um, so, yeah, he teleports himself out of the room somehow. And then he leaps into Mel's arm, like it was like reunited at last with my long lost alien friend. And I 100% mean that because I always tell him, call Mel, um, you know, my gift from the stars as well. And so um, they were both my gifts from the stars. And Sammy was just, God, he was the best. He had so much personality and he did so many weird things. And he had this, <laughs> he had this little half tail. I don't know, his tail was about half the length of like a regular cat's tail. And the end of the tail, the vertebrae were fused in a way that he was like, this is how he was when I adopted him. Um, and which by the way, he reached his little monkey arm out of the adoption cage and like crossed the face and like, that's how he came home. <laughs> and so, um, but he has the, his tail, this like half hit tail and the end had these fused vertebrae. So if he walked by you, you saw his tail from the side, it looked like a little mitten. Like, you know, a mitten that kids wear, it was just a thumb and then the rest of the mitten. Like, it was like Frosty the Snowman cartoon or something. And so, yeah, he'd walk by with his little mitten tail. And then um, he loved it. He loved his tail. He would use it like it was another extremity. He'd bat you with it. He'd caress your face with it. And so one of Sammy's favorite games that we'd play is he loved for me to hold him like a baby and um, in my arms hold them, you know, like when people like, make, oh, honey girl, when people make like a baby motion in their arms, like they're rocking a baby, he would love for me to hold them like that, up, you know, on his back, like a baby. And then um, we'd say, okay, Sammy, do you want to play Sammy Ouija Tales? And he, and he would look at me and so I would say, all right, two shakes for yes, one shake for no. And that was his tail, his shake, his little mitten tail. He bought me with it then. So I said, okay, Sammy, do you want to play Sammy Ouija tail? And then he would pop, pop, he'd give me two bops. And we, so then we'd play a game where we'd ask him, you know, just silly yes and no questions. And I'd, or I'd be like, Sammy, do you love me? And he would bop once 
and then look at me with his little squint eye. And I'd be like, Sammy. And then he would laugh and he'd give me a second bop. Um, and so we would play Sammy Ouija Tail with my little alien kitty. And was Sammy a guide for me? Um, I think he's a definite energetic special connection for me. And um, he passed a few months ago and it was really, really hard in our house. Um, it was really hard for me. He had been with me before Mel, before anyone else is in the house now. It was Sammy and I and, um, and Maxwell who, you know, hopefully you'll get to hear about another time, my other, my special guy. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we had a special, special connection and um, I still see him around the house um, and um, he uh, still likes to visit and um, he was my little alien kitty and uh, would I quantify him as a guide? I guess so maybe. <laughs> and so um, yeah, what's it like in your life? Do you have any animal you know, companions that you considered um, your connection to and your guide or um, do you talk to any of your guides for animals? I would love to hear it. Um, I do know that I couldn't ever, I honestly, I couldn't imagine my life without them. Uh, all my physical buds, <laughs> pets and animals as well as my energetic ones and all the multiple lives. I just, and every time, you know, I, I'm no, I know every pet guardian feels this way. Every time, when you lose one, you think, I can't, <laughs> I can't go through this again. It's too much. Um, but you do, because <laughs> it's so worth it. Because even in the pain of losing them, they give you so much more love in exchange in the return of them again, or the next animal that they know is best for you, that they send to you, that it's always worth it. And it comes out equal in the end. Thank you for joining us today. And I say us because Honey Girl's been hanging out this whole time. Um, I really appreciate you being here. Be sure to join us tomorrow because I did a recorded live reading of a pet mediumship reading because I really wanted people to see what that's like and what you would be to expect it. And um, I'd love for you to join us. And that's it. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining. If you like more psychic or bra related content, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell and then you won't miss any episodes.